The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. While they were all marveling at everything Jesus did, he said to his disciples, Let these words sink into your ears, for the Son of Man is to be delivered into the hands of men. But they did not understand this saying, and it was concealed from them that they should not perceive it, and they were afraid to ask about this saying. The Gospel of the Lord. first reading today from the book of Ecclesiastes, it speaks about, uh, again, gets into that whole theme, vanity of vanities, the vanity of this life or a life that is lived purely only for the sake of this world and of this time, without focus and fixing our gaze upon not only the next life, but also the judgment that we will all stand uh, before God for, that we will all be brought before God for judgment. And so the beginning of the first reading speaks about, you know, okay, in the days of your youth, walk according to your desires, uh, remove vexation, vexation from your mind and pain from your body. So not only give in to your own desires, but also remove from yourself any, any aspect of the cross or suffering in your life. However, remember that you will stand before God for judgment that at some point you will stand before God for judgment. And so that is the guiding principle of our life, not our own desires, not simply removing the suffering from our life, but what does God will and what does he permit for me and do I accept these things? And so when we then look at the uh, gospel for today, we can see it says, they were all marveling at everything Jesus did. That should cause us, whenever we read a line like that in scripture, to go right before and see, well, what are they in particular marveling at? What have they seen in Christ that is causing them to marvel? And so the context of what happens here is important, which is because there are three scenes that are linked together in this chapter in Luke's gospel. And it is the scene of Christ going up the mountain for the transfiguration and then coming down the mountain and delivering the young man from the possession by the demon. And after this work, it says not only are they marveling at everything that Jesus did, but they are also stunned or amazed at the glory of God. And so it is in this state when they are amazed, when they are marveling at Christ, that he then turns and he speaks to his disciples and he says, let these words sink into your ears. Sometimes translated as keep this always in your mind, which is what? The passion of Christ. For the Son of Man is to be delivered into the hands of men. The passion and the sufferings of Christ. This is our guiding principle, but also is that it is tied to the transfiguration and to this delivering from the demon because we don't get to that glory, if you will, of the transfiguration without first having been delivered from evil, without having first been delivered from sin. When the Lord comes down and that man comes out of the crowd and he says, I asked your disciples to cast out this demon from my son, but they could not. The Lord rebukes not just the man, but the entire generation. He says, you faithless and perverse generation, and this is our state in sin, to be without faith and also to be perverse in all of our desires because of sin. And this is what the Lord has come to deliver us from, 
this state of original sin, but also all of the ways in which actual sin is in our life. And so, in order to achieve the, that glory of the transfiguration, and in order to be delivered from evil and from sin, it requires first and foremost the passion, the death, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. His words are the beginning. The story in these three scenes is almost told in a reverse order. It begins with the glory of the, of the transfiguration, and then there is a delivering from evil and from sin, and then he speaks about his passion. But in our experience, it is in the reverse order. It is in a reverse of that. There is first his passion, then there is the deliverance from sin and evil, and then there is the sharing in the glory. But the Lord in his mercy, he gives us a glimpse of the goal first. This is what you're moving towards. This is where we're going. We're going to this glory with the Father. Hold these things in our mind. But first and foremost, think on the passion of Christ. This was a principle that St. Paul took into his own life. What does he say in his epistles? I sought to know nothing else but Christ and him crucified. That's what occupied the mind of St. Paul. That's what made him such a powerful preacher of the gospel, but also one so deeply convicted about Christ, but also so deeply committed to Christ. He knew the love of God expressed through the passion of the Lord, and it was that love that then animated him to go and love like Christ, to go and live like Christ, not to give in to the vanities of this world, but to completely submit ourselves to divine action, to divine love, and to the divine will, and so that our whole life is ordered according to God and not to us, because we hold before our minds always the goal, which is that we are called to be with the Father for all eternity, and the means by which we get there is the passion of Christ, the passion in which we participate here at the Mass. This is what we should hold before our minds always. Let these words, as the Lord says, sink into your ears. Think always on the passion and the love of Christ and order our lives according to that principle. Amen.